May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be ever pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Time is a funny thing. It can fly, and it can creep, and it can seem to do both things at the same moment. I sometimes believe this season of Lent is one of those periods where time both creeps along five whole weeks of the season, and at the same time flies past because we are at Palm Sunday already. It was 40 days ago, five Sundays and 35 non-Sundays, that we stood before you and said these words. I invite you, therefore, in the name of the Church, to the observance of a holy Lent, by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting and self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word. In our tradition, we like to say, all may, some should, none must. Many of us have ventured to make this season a time of more intentional living. Some have uh, bitten off more than they could chew. A few of us didn't even sort out till week three what we might do as a Lenten discipline this year. And some of us have said, I'm going to be doing well to make it to church more Sundays than not. So that is my discipline. No matter your effort of devotion, either perceived or real, I assure you that it is the very intention of being nearer to God that God most desires. Those things that we may have started or tried or tried to start this season of Lent are intended to keep us mindful of God's love and presence in our lives and in the world and remind us of our devotion to the Almighty. Lent is the church's suggestion on when to develop those disciplines and habits, but it is not the only time. There's no right or wrong time to reshape our relationship to God. As we begin this Holy Week, I invite you to engage more deeply in whatever that means to you and in whatever way you can. If it's 30 seconds of prayer or scripture, great. If it's five minutes or 10 minutes, great. If it's a few moments of silence, Maybe you drive somewhere without the radio on. If it's intentionally less screen time. If it's providing a few things for the little pantry out on Middle Street or for the farm workers that you see in fr the farm worker bags you see in front of you. Maybe it's writing to elected representatives about the things that are really endangering our country and the things that aren't. I encourage you to do those purposeful things to keep you focused, to keep you mindful of God's actions in the world, and mindful this week of Jesus' journey to the cross, the grave, and the empty tomb. 
Our acts of devotion are communal as well as personal. We have times of worship and gathering this week that are intended to invite us to a different pattern because this week is different than all the others. We are called to a different schedule. We are called to be ever so slightly inconvenienced so that we can remember all that God has done for us. We will offer morning prayer in the chapel at 8.30 on Monday, as well as Eucharist on Tuesday at 8.30 in the chapel, as we do every week. We will also offer morning prayer on Wednesday at 8.30 and Stations of the Cross at noon. On Thursday, we observe Jesus' last meal with his disciples, where he washes their feet and gives them a new commandment to love one another. There's a child-focused service at 5 in the chapel and the traditional liturgy here in this space at 7 p.m. We also invite folks to sit and pray in the chapel for an hour or so between 8 p.m. and midnight on Thursday and between 8 a.m. and noon on Friday, just as Jesus asked his disciples to pray with him in the garden. Our, our Good Friday service begins at noon, and we'll have Stations of the Cross for, uh, for Children at 5 p.m. on the lawn, and music, scripture, and poetry for Passion Tide at 7 p.m. All may, some should, none must. But I do hope you will find one or two of these offerings to be a part of this Holy Week as we head towards our Easter Vigil at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, where we hear the stories of God's saving hand in the pages of the Hebrew Scriptures and celebrate the first Eucharist of Easter. We'll gather again next Sunday at 8.30 and 11 to continue that joy, the joy of Jesus' triumph over death. It is indeed a busy week, but we call it a holy week because each moment, each offering, creates a chance for us to encounter the Almighty and experience the resurrection of Jesus in new and amazing ways. I am glad you are here today. And I hope, in whatever ways you feel called and led, I hope you will continue that journey with us throughout the week. 